You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. Recorded live at an undisclosed location known as the Rusted Nail Speakeasy, it's Cross the Line 1524 with Jeff Montag, Reuben Hunt, Dwayne Bischoff, and myself, Alan Stanger. And don't forget, Table 12, Setback. Relax and enjoy. All right, we're here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy, a little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana. We will re-record our podcast, and I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, and we're the 15 side, and Jeff Montag. Mike Gardner, and what are the 24 side? Now, as you realize, somebody's actually missing. Ruben's not here tonight. It is a weeknight. He is working, but we've got a special podcast. We're getting ready to interview the headliner for the next installment of the Columbia Street Music District, and he's going to be calling in shortly. But before then, how are you guys doing? Doing good. All good. Doing good. Uh, have you recovered? Have you yeah. recovered is the question. One more good night's sleep, and I'll be totally recovered, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we uh, went to uh, Kansas City, Missouri, uh, went to a distillery out there, and went to the Arabia Steamboat Museum, and you'll get to hear that podcast next week um, following uh, you know, this podcast. So we had a great time, a lot of great uh, podcast stuff, so it's a good time. It was fun. Both of the both of the podcasts we did while we were gone were were, were very interesting and and just good podcasts and good conversation with them. Uh, the gentleman, the master distiller, looked like he needed to be carded to be to drink, much less be a master distiller. You know that was great. You know talking with him and then um, at the Arabia Museum, uh, getting to see you know getting to tour the museum first on our own before we talked to the gentleman. You know to get a a feel for what they did and then after talking to him and realizing he doesn't have you know 20 percent on display right it's just amazing you know what they've done and you know at the end of the interview he gave us an open invitation to help on the next one but we'll leave that for the podcast that's right so uh it was all good had a good trip we visited the world war one museum the national museum for world war one it was uh that was very well put together at the World War One Museum as well. Yeah, it was just an overall great trip. But we all we, we drove. We rented a van. We rode together, <laughs> eight of us, and luggage, and luggage. Yeah, the barely. Of, the van, barely fit. <laughs> yeah, the van wasn't big enough. Well, I said before we left, this group goes nowhere and never goes hungry, and it was That's true again on this trip. We could have been stranded somewhere for I think three days. <laughs> Alcohol, we were good for a week. Least. Food at least. How two much or three food days. did you guys still have in your coolers when a we bunch. came home? A bunch. I think yeah. we had three different meals. Yeah, we did too. <laughs> it's like, why in the world do we stop on the way home? We right. had plenty of food there, yeah. but it was all good, all good. So Alex will be calling in here in just a moment. So we'll wait anxiously await his call. So welcome to Cross the Line fifteen twenty four. We've got the next installment of the Columbia Street. Music District coming up uh, in the next weekend, actually, July... Third. Second. Second. Yeah, second, sorry. 
July second. Uh, I'll have to edit that till it's right. Yeah, you uh, had, like you don't edit anything. Yeah. <laughs> so we have on the phone the headliner for the main stage there, Alex. Alex, introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Alex Petit, and I uh, play guitar and I sing in Linus Tate. Awesome, awesome. So tell us a little bit about your history up until now, playing and singing. Absolutely. Well, uh, so I've been playing music, live music, since I was basically a teenager. Um, and Linus Tate specifically has been around for about seven years. Uh, started out as, a, as an acoustic duo uh, right here in southern Ohio. And uh, so myself and the bass player got together around 2015 um noah cope is is our bassist name and he uh had a long time gig as an upright bass player for phantom of the opera so as he was coming off the road he, he and his family made the decision to come back home to ohio where they're from and that's where we got a chance to meet and kind of reconnect and originally i had known noah as a as a younger child or a kind of a teenager through my guitar teacher so we're both ohio natives and kind of from the the southern southwestern ohio area and that was a big blessing i think because uh that allowed us to to work together and noah's a little bit older than i am and after you know having a career as a professional musician i think that there was a lot to be learned um on my side of things so i consider it to be a a real blessing to to have the opportunity to work with them that's awesome so how old are you? Yeah, so I actually just turned 31. So you look like a teenager in your pictures. That's why I was asking. <laughs> we were going to card you before you get into the event <laughs> Well, next thank week. you. That's, that's very kind of you. I really do appreciate that. And Yes, um, yeah, just uh, lucky. And um, But yeah, just turned 31, and you know the band's been together for about seven years. But I, I want to say probably I, I've been gigging since I was a young teenager, so probably about 14 years old. Awesome, awesome. So I think you've played at third place before, haven't you, in Brookville? Yeah, yeah, over there at Nick and Jenny's place yeah, over there in Brookville, yeah. Indiana. I believe I've seen you play there a couple times. So great style of music. So what's your musical influences? Uh, did you say influences? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, right off the top, I always rattle off the, the same three influences, and then from there it kind of fluctuates depending on – uh, what kind of guitar I'm playing or, you know, the gigs that I have coming up. But right off the bat, in terms of influences, I always list the same three. And that's James Taylor, the Beatles, and John Mayer. That's a, that's a good tri trio to draw from, obviously. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when, when we're out and about and I'm talking to folks, meeting folks, I always tell them, you know, I kind of I get all major styles of music through my parents so i always always talk about you know getting um blues and and rock and roll kind of through my dad and then country and more pop music and rock and roll as well from my mom so they're both big music lovers and uh was fortunate to to get to kind of tap into their music collection as a as a kid and then more importantly once i picked up the guitar you know, t having that that stash of music in the house was was something that was very important, and that's really where the the James Taylor comes from, and the love of the blues and love of uh, American roots music, things like that. That's awesome, guys. I can't be the only one with questions for him. We just like hearing you talk, Alan. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I appreciate you having me, guys. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Well, well, I want I wanted to ask. You know, we know you're coming to, into Metamora. So, what was your connection there, and how did you get uh, tied into this event? Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great question. So probably since 2020, we've been working with a local music promoter, and it's been an amazing experience. Um, Leroy that, Ellington. That promoter. Exactly. Leroy and Chuck and Kat Campbell and the, the entire Leroy Ellington Productions team has been uh, fantastic to work with. So what that really means is these guys are, are basically contractors and they are they are going out and they're working on the behalf of venues and places where you find live local entertainment. So to be in, included on that roster and to be um, on the receiving end of those, some of those phone calls and emails is, is really something that we're just extremely um, lucky and we're extremely grateful to, to kind of be on that list. So fast forward to, um, I want to say, you know, late, late winter, early spring, uh, Kat Campbell reached out and said that she was putting together uh, some programs for the summer and asked if, if the duo would be interested. And um, we were absolutely thrilled to, to be considered. And I'm glad it worked out because everything that that's going on with the Columbia street music district is, is really looking fantastic. They're, they're booking fantastic talent people are talking about it people are excited about it and we just can't wait to to finally get there and and you know be involved ourselves yeah i mean I, it's 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 been uh, a great experience watching it grow from the first week that they did it now this will be the third week that they've done it a third month actually and it's it's a process it takes a while you know it's a new process but i believe what we're going to find out here in the next year or so uh, it's going to be the place to come uh, for live music. I mean, the entire street's broken down. There's four different places you can listen to music at the same time, more or less. You can't beat it. Yeah, and for us, it's really it's really kind of a continuation of, of the theme with Linus Tate. So, you know, to getting to kind of the geography of, of things, you know, where we live you know, myself and and the bass player, Noah Cope, you know, we're essentially partners and we live in Oxford, Ohio, which is fairly remote. And it's, you know, it's an hour away from Dayton. It's an hour away from Cincinnati. So we always tell folks that we draw about an, a, you know, an hour and 15 minute um, traveling radius around the, the city of Oxford. And if we can get there an hour and 15 minutes, we'll go there, which allows us to kind of play regionally and tap into other you know tiny little local markets so metamora definitely falls into that and uh we play in a little bit in batesville and we play a little bit in um brookville and every once in a while richmond indiana but it's going to be really really something special to get over there on you know especially on a holiday weekend and and make music for folks and see people that we haven't seen before and um have friends come out so we're we're just thrilled that's awesome 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 yeah, I think getting into Metamore, you know, in in this new district, so you you've got the you got the lake traffic, especially on you've picked you know getting the holiday weekend. You've got a lot of people going to be traveling through the area, um, so you've got the opportunity to gain a big new audience um, for yourself that people have never really heard you before. I mean, I myself, you know, when Alan gave us your name, you know, we started googling and and pulling up songs and stuff, but that was really the first time I heard so. 
you know, I'll be a new a new fan, new listener, you know, when your first, you know, live performance. So it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I I agree. We uh we we just feel extremely lucky to to continue to to get calls and emails about um invites to come play and and certainly I think the Columbia Street Music District is going to be one of the best experiences of the year. I think it's going to be uh I think it's going to be that way for any artist who um you know has a has any type of engagement there any gig any any performance i think it's going to be something special well and and getting in on the ground floor you know this is just the first year so you know it's going to grow and you know it's going to keep going and being there on the ground floor is always kind of cool too yeah that's what i was going to say you know it's kind of fledgling right now but uh, kat's doing a great job and her group is just doing a great job at uh, promoting that and we're doing our best here with our podcast so you know we've interviewed all the uh musical talent that's come all the main acts all the main acts and and uh for us i mean growing up here in this area we all we all uh are familiar with metamore from when we were younger and it was a it was uh really thriving you know back in the 70s and early 80s and it kind of kind of kind of faded off a little bit and it's really exciting for us to kind of see this uh, energy being put back into getting people to metamore it's just a, a neat little town and um you know you you being part of that and and, and this building so ho- hopefully this builds over you know the next over this year and and for the years to come that this just becomes a mainstay for metamore every year absolutely i could not agree more and i think it will i think for anybody you know from other outside communities maybe who where folks are not so close to Metamora. I mean, if you look at some of the talents they're bringing in, they're bringing in Ricky Nye and they're bringing in, you know, Eddie Heinzelman from Nashville and, and folks like that. So it's really, it really is something special, something that not every community can offer. Plus the way they've got it set up and organized, you know, Kat and, and her team are doing such a great job of really packing in those, those musicians to, uh, to make sure folks are, you know, if they come out, they're going to see multiple artists and all those artists are going to be really talented and they're going to have a, you know, come out with their family, come out with their friends and, and really have an enjoyable experience, which is, which is great. Good deal. Good deal. You guys got anything else for him? Well, I was just going to say it's a neat thing to, with the, with all the different venues to be, you know, up close and personal to the acts. It's not just, you know, you go. Some people perceive going to a concert. You're one of many sitting in a crowd. You don't really even hardly see the act or see the performer. But at Metamora, you know, in some of the small venues, you're almost sitting on the lap of the performer. I mean, it's yeah. there's ten, fifteen people in a room, and it, it's the most intimate performance you know you'll ever get. And I, the the first one, we missed the second one, but the first one we were down there, I didn't hear a bad act i mean every act i could sit and listen to every night any night yeah oh you know it's it's the that kind of music you could just sit and listen to all night long and um you know um i've heard i've heard you play at third place it's been a while now but um knowing that we're going to interview you i pulled some of your stuff up and it's just just good listening to music just like you know just like it is with eddie heinzelman and and ricky nye it's just the kind of music um that you could just listen to all night long well i certainly do appreciate that and yeah we really try to we really try to mix it up i mean we're not you know we play it's it's like i always uh talk about when i'm you know in private conversation with noah it's like 
you know, we play the blues, but we're not a blues band. We play country music, but we're not a country band. And we play some up-tempo, you know, pop and rock music from the, the 90s and the 2000s and even, you know, the present day. So, you know, we're not we're not a dance band, but we definitely kind of flirt with some of those themes sometimes. So we just really try to mix it up. And then the thing that's, that is, I think, really special about Line of State is, you know, Linus State, you can see at your local uh, bar or restaurant playing a, a couple dinner time sets as an acoustic duo, or you could go out to an outdoor festival during festival season and see the the full band when we add our drummer. And it's, you know, it's electric. So you really kind of get all ends of the spectrum. It can be background music, acoustic music, but it can also be electrified and, and very, um, very high energy. So I, you know, we're always excited to kind of get out and tell people about our story. And um, something that's something we always get questions about is, you know, how we met and how the band came to be. And it's it's kind of a special thing. So um, hoping the same is is true for the the uh, the advent in Minamora, and we're just really looking forward to that. So how much how much uh, of your music is is original music that that you typically are playing? Yeah, so I always tell folks that basically 90% of my gig will be cover music. But if I'm in a position where, let's say it's a Thursday night and it's the last set of the evening and somebody comes up and throws a tip in the, in the tip jar and says, you know, do you have any original music? You know, I'll pull out a few tunes. Um, a lot of it is cover music, but, it, you know, in my in my spare time, I love to compose music kind of just privately. And then, like I said, um you know, pull out those those kind of more singer songwriter style, influenced by James Taylor style of uh, original music. Well, and so again, what I've heard is even even though you call it cover music, you put it in your own style. I've I mean I've I've heard that, and it just sounds great. You just, you just kind of make it your own. especially, you know, not. I don't know if limited is the, is, you know, for, for us, like in Metamora, we'll be two vocals, acoustic, so, you know, we're covering all different genres, we're covering all different decades, so you really have to adapt that music um, to be able to kind of weave in, in and out of uh, the Glenn Campbell and the Frank Sinatra, and Matchbox <laughs> right. 20, John Mayer. Right. Yeah. Pure, pure Perry League. I mean, Merle Haggard. All these different types of things. So it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting challenge. But I think over the last seven years, that's something that's been, um, something that's allowed us to to grow and really think about music in that in that way. Is how do we, how do we pay tribute to these amazing artists and these amazing songwriters, but also play music that fits our voice and fits the instruments that we're going to be playing on the gig and, and make it enjoyable for the for the audience too. Well, we're definitely looking forward to it. We'll be podcasting down there, so we will look you up on the main stage. Uh, it should be a great time. So that's Jan- January, July. <laughs> we can't get our dates right here. July second. So, and I oh, believe yeah. I believe we're starting earlier uh, with this um, installment because they have fireworks and things afterwards. So. Yep. Yep. So we'll be playing kind of mid afternoon into the early evening and we'll be hanging out and uh, listening to other bands and checking out everything that's going on and taking it all in. So we're just, we're extremely excited. Good deal. Well, we'll, we're looking forward to seeing you there. 
So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Mike Gardner, and our special guest, Alex Poteet, Line of State. And we'll see you next weekend. Batesville Liquor Co., located in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquors in Brookville, Indiana. You know it's springtime. Before too long, it's going to be time for boat drinks. And they've got all the ingredients for any boat drink, party drink you might want. Do you have a special drink you want? A special cocktail? Can't find it? Give them a call. They might be able to get it in for you. Barrel Picks, they've got barrel picks. They have a couple new ones coming in. Of course, you just heard us talk about Old 55. We'll let you know when that's in. And they've got a couple other ones that'll be in shortly. We'll make sure to let everybody know when those are in. If you're looking for beer, you're looking for wine, you're looking for cocktails, you're looking for bourbon, vodka, tequila, it doesn't matter what it is. Batesville Liquor Co. is a place to go. They're located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or check out Tebby Liquor, Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you, and make sure to check out that bourbon aisle they got. There's some good picks there. Make sure you friend and follow them on Facebook. They have tastings that they'll post on Facebook, and they'll let you know when new products are in. That's right, Batesville Liquor Co., in Batesville, Indiana. Gilman's Home Centers. With 14 locations and growing. You know what? It's the party time of the year. That's right. You might need some party rentals and they've got them. They've got bouncy houses, tents, even slushy machines for those adult party-friendly drinks. You know what? Things are heating up, which means you need to start thinking about watering options for your lawn and garden. They've got it. And you know what? It may be too hot for you. They've got plenty of air conditioning units and fans just for you. Gilman Home Centers. With 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio. Looking for a Heisen side-by-side or ATV? How about a youth model Tau quad or dirt bike? Stop by Hoosier Power Sports at 7892 Schumann Road in St. Leon, Indiana, or visit our website at HoosierPowerSports.com for the latest inventory. We are the Tri-State's largest Heisen and Tau sales and service center with a large selection in stock all the time. Don't shop the other guys who just want you to leave a deposit and maybe you'll get a side-by-side sometime this year. We've got plenty in stock all the time. Hoosier Power Sports at 7892 Schumann Road in St. Leon, Indiana, or visit our website at HoosierPowerSports.com. Are you tired of hearing the same old songs over and over on the radio? Every single hour, the same tune? What's well, time for something different? Check out Hometown Radio USA, the best independent music, hits from yesterday, hits from today, podcasts, and so much more. Hometown Radio USA, you can find it on the web at www.hometownradiousa.com or at the App Store or on Google Play. Hometown Radio USA, reimagining radio and coming to you in your hometown. So, guys, you know, our last podcast was with Christian Ponder. 
Christian punk. <laughs> <laughs> what the Can we leave that in, yeah. too? Do you guys know who Christian Ponder is? I have is? no uh, clue. But Pro football player. Used to be quarterback for he's not Alex your Minnesota Vikings. Now. He's not You're Alex Boteet or no, no, Nope. I'm telling you, Christian Ponder was... Are, uh, are we interviewing him anytime soon? Or? He would probably like to be interviewed because he didn't last very long. Christian Ponder. Look it up, Dwayne. I'm looking. <laughs> oh, he was. Christian Ponder yes. was a quarterback. For Minnesota? information. The, for Minnesota? Like him and my son. Uh, former American football court played for the Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> Denver Broncos, go. and San Francisco 49ers. He played at football. Florida State was drafted by Minnesota in the 12th round, 2011. He thanks Alan Stanger for this mention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I was meaning to say was Christian Roper. Uh, obviously, he went out to Skinwalker Ranch his last week, and he sent us some stuff already. Uh, one of the pictures, he's got drones out there. One of the pictures showed a 40-foot contar- uh, container, cargo container, that was spun around. 45 degrees. 45 degrees. There's no nothing moved it. There was no tracks there, uh, and what he did say is what he thought was going on out there is not what's going on. Well, I can tell you, I have a, I had two fifty-two footers delivered that we use for storage. You don't just move them. I need to move mine now, and I've talked to a heavy wrecker operator that can be able to boom them and be able to pick them up. You can't just pick it up with a bobcat or you know some skid steer. Yeah. Or something. Oh no, you aren't no. just going to move these without leaving some sort of mark so we uh we have quite a few of them obviously for construction and right we have big you know forklifts that if there's anything in them at all can't move them so, yeah you need a minimum of like a ten thousand pound yeah. right. wall so, or something like that to move them but you're still leaving sent, a mark yeah he sent a picture of what looked to be uh remnants of some occult activity which i'll show you guys here in a moment so it's going to be interesting to see um the filming he comes back with i'm already excited for this next (laughs) next release yeah it's it's some good stuff so uh next week we'll be releasing the podcast from uh the steamboat museum arabia steamboat museum which was a blast it was um so you're not going to want to miss that so what else is going on guys besides gas is almost six dollars a gallon flights are being canceled i just want to figure out if i can still ride my bicycle (laughs) <laughs> don't get your foot caught in the pedal don't get my foot caught in the pedal is that what i need to worry least, about yeah yeah, hey, yeah that's what i've heard all right well, that's that's what i've i gotta pay attention then to. don't get mad when people ask you questions after you get up exactly <laughs> they'll be too busy laughing nobody will be asking me if questions. it's this group yeah. yeah that's for sure but gas prices talk about it for a couple minutes it's it's out of control well this this weekend we took a trip to kansas city and all of us rode in a van you know we figured to save money and if when we booked the trip, if we'd have took the trip right then, it would have been forty, fifty bucks a piece to do this trip. As it was, it was a hundred and thirty some dollars a piece or whatever it right. came out to be. So, I mean, it still was cheaper than flying, but it wasn't the deal it was when we booked it, thinking right. you know we were going to save a ton of money. So, for right. the gas price to be what it is, the price of crude would need to be two hundred dollars a barrel. Yes. We're nowhere near that. No, I mean, there's no control. There's no, uh, you know, the oil companies are making record percentage of profits, not just record profits, record percentage of profits. And that's coming out of our pocketbooks. Right. There's got to be some guidance and there's not. There's no, 
there's no repercussion. Nobody's looking over them. No, but I listened to the news this morning. They were interviewing someone in somewhere in England, Europe, somewhere over there, and they were talking about how they're getting killed and supposedly what they see is just a prerequisite of what we're going to see in here's the, very the difference future. between all I, I see that this country it's just much this country it's just much this country it's just much you know what the difference between those countries and this country is we, we produce our right. own oil right we produce our own well we used we to. can take exactly <laughs> we used to yeah instead we're buying from a third world country and OPEC is controlling well, and our, the pricing. Our, our illustrious president just had to go beg, beg to get production increased when just a few months ago we were, you know, producing more than we needed. So Yeah, so I think the latest is he's going, he's contemplating a gas tax holiday, which that's not, you need to get the root of the problem. The root is what's being charged, not taking the tax off of it. All that does is kick the can down the road again. I mean, exactly. the states are going to do this too. Where Kentucky did, oh, we're not going to charge this extra tax. Okay, so when it comes time to fixing the road, then you aren't going to have the money, and you're going to whine yeah, about that's it. Where, that's where those taxes right. Go. So it, it it makes no sense. I'd rather just keep paying my tax. Okay, put that money away, keep the roads, you know, and just figure out what the problem is and fix the problem. I don't disagree. Well, and I just read a thing today. You talk about fixing the roads and. Then it gets to the infrastructure. We hit, just had the big infrastructure right. spending bill. And right now, because of inflation, those projects are up like 66%. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of them are on hold because they're having to requote. All the contractors are having to requote right. everything right. because well, of Anything that involves asphalt, for those people that don't know, asphalt that's on your road, it's a petroleum product it's uh, there's crude oil in there there's oil in there well you're in the construction business alan can you get a bid for six months from now for lumber yes lumber i can't they so here's will the go deal. that far out? yeah so here's okay. the deal with the lumber it's because of everything else that's happening house sales stop yeah I lumber prices have plummeted kind of, yeah the, uh, right. issue, but will they guarantee you a price yeah. today oh yeah. will they okay yeah. the issue now is other items and lead times on other items. So electrical items, switch gear. I believe it's Siemens. They're one of their big production plants was in Russia. Well, guess what? Not anymore. So now there's almost a six month lead time for switch gear for big buildings. Well, I know I'm getting, I got one generator. Jeff has a generator. I have one installed at my house, so it's running now. They were supposed to put one in my shop well, the weather was bad, and to get where it is, it was going to destroy my yard getting there, so they delayed it. And he's like, well, we only got a few left. I'm like, well, save me one, and we'll do it next week. I thought he would save me one. No, they used up all the ones they had. Now they're out of the switch boxes they yeah, need. that's what they're So, they're the so wait list. I'm on the wait list again, even though I've been waiting a year. So, so the other thing that's happened, it happened, so I do a lot of apartment complexes. So... Um, the governing authorities on HVAC products, energy efficiency, set a drop dead date of this date that you have to, everything has to meet this SEER rating, which is significantly higher than the, the last SEER rating right. they had. For those that don't know, that's the energy efficiency rating. Well, nobody had any equipment rated for that. And you can't use it now on any job. You can't use any of the old equipment on any job that's receiving any funding whatsoever tied to any assistance so i'm doing a lot of elderly housing stuff 
Now all of a sudden, I can't even get the HVAC units because they're not manufactured. Genius. You know, we just finished up with the pandemic where you couldn't get people, first weren't allowed people to work, then we couldn't get people to work because you were paying them to stay, to stay home. home. Now we need the equipment that should have been made during that period and right. it's not there. Right. That's the right. part that everybody misses. Right. The reason we're having, it's not because the trucks aren't rolling on the roads. It's not because we're not manufacturing now. It's because we didn't manufacture a year ago. We lost a year a year of real production and all the all the inventory was used up. I mean, we're seeing it now with car tires at the shop. You call in for X size tire. Yes, there, it may be available, but used to be we had nine different manufacturers to choose from. Now you might be down to just one or two if you can get them. We had a customer called in for a specific brand, a specific tire they wanted on their car. Five to six months to get that tire is what our... because <laughs> they're, they're not they're manufactured yet. So people right. are saying, well, there's a trucking shortage. So I gotta ask you guys. Get on the interstate. Get on, <laughs> how many trucks did we see? They are trucking. They're, they're trucking. It's not a trucking shortage yeah, at this point. Tail. It is yep. a commodity shortage. Right. So the it, it's the same way. There, I know there's an issue with uh, feminine hygiene products. There's a shortage of right now. You know about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you got the baby food. So baby food. Well, the baby food's a different story. But the feminine hygiene is because. And once again, people weren't working a to year ago it. to produce it. But know, all that stuff was still being used. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's it's a sad state we're in. I'm not sure what it's going to take. So we were talking earlier off the air about flights. So 1,700 flights got canceled this weekend, I think is what oh, you guys were saying. More, that, was, was more, that was one day. One that was day. one day. So the problem, when you dive into it, it's not people not showing up for work. It's that over the past year, the people that were our age and a little bit older, they all retired. They said, hey, I'm done. They retired. They had all the COVID stuff going on. They they worked enough. They've retired. There's nobody trained to take their spot. That's right. the issue yeah, that's now. It. Right. And the scary part is now the the talk is they're going to l- dramatically lower the requirements to become a commercial airline pilot. Well, no. I don't, I don't want the guy that got his license at Walmart you know, with the minimal standards to uh, you know where fly I'm going my with plane. this? Billy Bob's yeah, flying Billy Bob airplane Bob's service. <laughs> no school. You can build off school. school yeah. Flight school. Flight school. We um, could teach you to fly a commercial plane. <laughs> oh, we don't need to be so negative, but stuff got to talk about. It's, I mean, it's part of life, though. Everybody's got their opinions. Why we're at where we're at? That's ours. So I'm gonna give. I'll give you. Mark my words. We are just the beginning. We think it's bad now. Wait till October, well, November. I, and I think that. And so again, I think this again. This group in, around this table and in this room, we're very fortunate at this point. But there's people out there suffering. Oh yeah, them, absolutely. You know, I mean. You know, it's just to think about it, it's just people really suffering. And we're right now, I mean, we've been real fortunate. We're all working and we're all we're essential. making an income. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so not far. it's not only that. So look, gas is almost six dollars a gallon. I leave my truck set and drive my car. Right. Not everybody has that option. Right. right. Yeah. And so again, I think I kinda of told you guys it's not uh, Robin and I are feeling the effects of it, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, we, yeah. You know, we both we both have to drive to work and she's not working from home but one day a week now and so she's you oh, know, it's with a pay- all these extra all these extra costs for fuel and you know and, and that, it's a pay loss. It's adding up. Yeah. So yeah. I I'm looking into the future. You know, I always try to figure out where I'm gonna be with the jerky business. So now People are going to have the option of buying a bag of my jerky 
are putting a gallon of gas in the car that right. they need. There you go. So and that changes where, my. Where are they going to choose? Exactly. Well, it's like my I'm, I'm hoping they choose. I mean, it's the good jerky, jerky and but, all, but <laughs> it is good. Well, jerky. Yeah. When they run out just, of gas, it'd be nice to have a bag of jerky in a car to chew on while <laughs> yeah, you're waiting. Exactly. But, but that's, see now, bourbon on the other hand might be able to pour that in my gas tank. Yeah. Just, yeah you get the right proof. Just got to buy Everclear. You can do that. It doesn't get as good a fuel mileage though, so you got to need a lot of bourbon. So my jerky is just one example of thousands of different business products that are out there that are going to have the same that are issue. optional i mean they're, they're, they're optional right, right well my business is optional so i mean it's i'm concerned now what you know is it, what's going to happen with it right a little bit but i got my car still got to get me back and forth to well, well that part of it i'm talking the other side side by side part yeah which has yeah. been booming because of covid but you know sooner or later it's going to slow down and go back sure. to normal um it isn't yet but which is great well we've and we've talked a little bit about the housing market falling off and how crazy it's been the housing market is just right crazy well that's and, the and next thing that's so gonna happen it's gonna crash well and then and then all those guys building houses what are they doing right i mean they're immediately you know they're going to find themselves with a whole lot less income right? yep. and what they're going to do is not spend money on it's a trickle down effect going the wrong way yeah. right yeah and uh, i listened to some economists you know it's all oh, now's the best time to buy a house don't wait houses are never going to get cheaper they're they may go up slower but they're never going to get cheaper and i'm thinking yeah you're the same guy that said that about nine years ago yeah. and everything Before. just took a crash in and the market was flooded yeah he said that in 2007 yeah and it, it's it the prices paid now are well over real value that's going to come back it's yep. going to come back and haunt people the people that are paying 30 40 50 000 over appraised value it's going to bite them and it's going to bite us too because as soon as they reassess oh, yeah. property values our property taxes are going to go up substantially because they're going to assess it on current sales not on current value but on current sales value which is so the best thing i saw this is tongue-in-cheek me saying the best thing Somebody posted on Facebook that we shouldn't be whining about the interest rate because in the 80s, it was up to 17 or 18 percent, which is true. Back then, though, house was 30 or $50,000, not $500,000. Right. Big difference. And there's no reason for what we have now is a manufactured crisis. It is. Period. It is. <laughs> and I mean, Done. Done. And, you, I mean but, and you talk about that one thing go back to the 80s what a house was built house was rectangular I mean it's hard to be it was a simple house well house was where you lived it wasn't uh, a showpiece today's houses are showpieces oh, I mean well, even the ones that aren't are 250,000 right you're, you're still a base house now is 250 to 300,000 dollars for anything which is who would have thought I mean when me and my wife got married who would have th- We'd have never, we'd have just went, yeah, and ain't happening, you know. Right. Yeah. All right, that's yeah. enough of downers there. Need some picker uppers. We need another drink. <laughs> Mine's at the bottom ring. Your, how about your, next, go ahead. next Thursday night at Batesville Liquor Co.? What's going on, Mike? We're going to have a tasting about hard truth. Nope. Nope. Next oh. Thursday night. Next Thursday. Oh, next Thursday is Old 55. Sorry, I'm getting it mixed up. Yeah, it, yeah. So, old 55 that's out of Indiana. Indiana. Uh, you guys did a barrel pick there. A couple barrels. Three. <laughs> Three, to be exact. We did, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was involved. You Mary and I were part of that as well. 
and they have something that is uh, very unique. They have a sweet corn mash bourbon. So they use sweet corn in one of their bourbons, which is nobody else does that. Period. Period. I'm excited to taste that. Yep. Uh, it's it's unique in a good way, let me tell you. So what's the date of that tasting? Thursday, the... June 30th. June 30th. June 30th. It's a good thing we got our people. Yep. Yeah, yeah our people <laughs> take care people. of us. Right. Our people showed up mid-recording mid, mid here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Table 12, how you doing over there? They're doing better than we are. We're stumbling. It's Thursday. <laughs> Tuesday night, we're not Tuesday used to night. recording. I don't even know what night it is. And we're here on Tuesday because uh, yeah, we had a particular interview with uh, Alex Poteet. Poteet, yeah. And um, unfortunately, Ruben had to work, so he's not here with us. We're missing him again. We're drinking one but, for uh, you, Ruben. Yeah, we're certainly hoping uh, he is able to make the next one at maybe the tasting well, he's gonna, I will do it for Metamore <laughs> <laughs> well Ruben's going to be filling he's in for here us, with us so. for us at the next podcast because Jeff and I are both have prior prior uh, engagements already yep. promised so we're going to miss the next one so Ruben's going to fill the fill the shoes he'll fill the shoes there yep. fill the void so you guys got anything else you want to talk about no Nothing that won't make us mad. Good. It's a school night. Yeah, it's, it's a school a, night. It's a school night. A school night. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to hear from Kerrig after this That's one. all right. That's good. Well, That's it's good. just our opinions. It's good it's, for it's us. opinion. But it is what's happening out there, unfortunately. So, uh, Kerrig, uh, he, um, he's big into following Christian Roper as well. Okay. Not to be, be confused with Christian Ponder, who was an NFL quarterback <laughs> for the Vikings. And Christian B Roper too. Christian B Roper. B Roper yeah. yeah. Gotta make sure you get that straight too. We don't want the other Christian Roper. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. So yeah, hopefully a lot of people get tuned into Christian Roper because he's a he's an interesting fellow. Yes, you know, he is. And you put the link to his last podcast or his last review. Yep, it's on there. And pay attention for the secret that is in that um, right. in that video. Yeah, that would be our T-shirts. Yep. What you were supposed to tell them. <laughs> Well, it doesn't say cross the line. It just says yeah. Yeah. Catch the, you podcast. Just catch the top So if you part. see the top of our T-shirt, let us know. Let's send us a message. Say you saw it. Yeah. All right. Good deal. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Mike Gardner. We'll see you all next time. Well, hey, everybody. This here's Big Bubba. Bug Bubba's Flying Airplane Service. Whether you got a vacation plan to go over tops of mountains or cross across some cornfields, we got the plane just for you. Now, if you want seats, it's a little bit extra. We supply coolers most of the time. It just makes for, you know, a better trip. As you're flying, you can reach under, open your seat, and grab you a cold one. You're going to need it when you fly with us. Big Bubba's Flying Airplane Service. That's right, Big Bubba's Flying Airplane Service. You just might want to check yes on the insurance option when you book that flight. Another proud sponsor of Cross the Line, 1524.
You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and Alan Stanger. Remember, you like us? Leave us a five-star rating and positive comment on whatever podcast app you're using. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.